going on, everybody? And thank you for joining me on this episode of the Wyoming Podcast. Thank you for listening. Um, however you are listening, whether it's on the Anchor app, which I record all my episodes on. I'm also available on Spotify, Google Play, Pocket Cast, Breaker, and Radio Public. Um, but no matter how you're taking in my content, as always, I do appreciate the listens and the likes and the comments and all that good stuff. Um, it's Wednesday, Wrestling Wednesday, so we are going to get into a little um, Raw and SmackDown Live recap. Start with Raw, as always. Uh, Monday Night Raw. Um, you know, decent show coming off the big uh, AEW Double or Nothing pay-per-view on Saturday night. Was expecting a little bit more of a, um, you know, I don't want to say a better show, but maybe more of a eventful show um and we didn't really get that here we kick off the night with the the big hook for the night was um brock lesnar revealing who he was going to cash his uh money in the bank contract in on either the universal champion seth rollins or the wwe champion kofi kingston from smackdown um so you know you get them in the ring you get brock coming out really selling the whole um the, the beat uh the boombox thing they have like the boombox logo on the money in the bank briefcase now um you know and brock starts dancing in the ring and has his brock party shirt on and i don't mind this i like to see this other side of brock it's better than just the same old you know paul Heyman coming down to the ring cutting a 10 minute promo and brock stands in the middle of the ring and everybody falls asleep you know it's it's something new you know whether you like it or not you know it's brock lesnar you know, what are you going to do, but, um, you know, so, like I said, it's something new, something, something fresh, I thought, um, you know, they're really taking it, running with that whole boombox thing, which, um, this is the second week in a row we've seen Brock on Raw, so I don't know if we'll be seeing him again, um, you know, for a while, he's supposed to be booked for the Super Showdown, but, you know, he doesn't have, like, a match confirmed yet. Like, like you know, he always has that briefcase, so he could do, like, a cash-in or a fake cash-in, maybe, like, a little run-in on one of the champions, whether it be uh, Kofi or Kofi or Seth. You know, because they're both booked for uh, matches. So maybe Brock will show up and do, like, a fake cash-in. I don't know. But I um, thought the opening segment was pretty good. Dragged a little bit. wasn't bad. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't groundbreaking either basically the end of it kind of brock just doesn't announce who he's gonna cash in on and then um you know which i don't really get the whole point of it but anyway you know he he doesn't announce who he's gonna cash in on and then at the end of it the alpha attacks kofi again um like we've seen on last episode last week's episode of smackdown live and Dolph cuts promo again like we've seen on last week's episode of smackdown live which is all right, you know. As long you know that you know that should be it for this. They shouldn't you know do it anymore. I get they have a title match at Super Showdown uh, next Friday on June seventh, but don't um, you know it's already getting kind of repetitive now. You've seen him do it twice in six days, kind of the same thing. You know he did it once on SmackDown, he did it once on Raw. That should be the end of it here. Hopefully, um, you know. Hopefully it's not the same thing over and over again. But um. You know, it was all right, the opening segment. Uh, next thing I want to get into is uh women's tag match. You had Becky Lynch 
and Nikki Cross, Raw Women's Champion Becky Lynch and Nikki Cross teaming up to take on the Iconics, the Women's Tag Team Champions, Peyton Royce and Billy Kay. And um, decent match here. Just, uh, you know, the Iconics getting pinned, albeit it was by Becky. But I don't, I don't agree with the, you know, the, the women's the women's tag team titles aren't on TV a lot anyway. They weren't even on the last uh, Money in the Bank pay-per-view, which I get it. You got a lot of titles, and you got the two ladder matches. So it is hard to fit everybody on the show. But these are like the new, well, it's not the newest title anymore, but it's one of the newer titles. It's a women's, you know, the women's tag division is basically a whole new division. Um... You know, it's only been around since, I think, I think they debuted in, like, January or February. They debuted those titles in the, you know, the women's division. So, I mean, you got to get these titles on TV. You got to get the talents on TV, even if it's not a match, even if it's a five. I mean, the Iconics can talk, even if it's, like, a a backstage promo or, you know, something. You got to keep these titles relevant and in the view because they're so new and they're so... um, underexposed as it is that you know people forget about them honestly um so you got to keep them on tv you got to keep them and these and these titles can be used on any brand right so iconics aren't beholden to raw or smackdown or nxt or 205 live well not really 205 live i guess but or nxt uk you know they should be popping up everywhere if you ask me They, they should be popping up um, if not on Raw and SmackDown, then have them on SmackDown and NXT. Have them on, you know, on a Raw and then NXT, or you know, or Raw and SmackDown. You gotta keep these two on TV with those belts to get the belts over because they're new belts. You know, you can't just have a women's tag division just to have a women's tag division. You know, it's not really, um, you know, it's not a really good look because the new belts. It's you really have to make that division. And this is what I said when they first made the belts, is who's really going to be in that division? You know, besides the Iconics, you have all these, like, makeshift tag teams. Like, you had Natalia and Beth Phoenix. You had Sasha and Bailey. Um, you know, it looked like they were going somewhere with Becky and Nikki now. Or maybe Nikki and Alexa Bliss. I don't know where, you know, where they're going with that um, storyline there. Um, you know, Nia and Tamina was a thing, but Nia Jax has kind of been missing. I don't know if she got hurt or something. I gotta look that up, because I haven't seen Nia in a while. But, um, you know, she, uh, you know, having these, just having these titles just to have, you know, just to say. That's what it seems like, because they're just doing it just to say, you know, hey, we have a women's tag division, but they're not, you know, they're not being utilized. And then you have them come on Raw and get pinned. Like I said, albeit it's by Becky Lynch, the Raw Women's t- Champion, but... You know, you got you, you have them get pins, so now it's like, I don't know, sort of just deflating for the Iconics and, and the women's tag titles, quite frankly, um, if you ask me. Um, where am I going to next? What's next? Oh, the, uh, okay, so they have an elimination, fatal four-way match, Bobby, uh, Bobby Lashley, Braun Strowman, The Miz, and Baron Corbin. Now, it was originally scheduled for AJ Styles to be in the match. Um, you know, AJ is, like, not medically cleared or however they worded it. So he's replacing the match by Baron Corbin. And that leads, for some reason, Baron Corbin attacking AJ in the trainer's room. Um, you know, even though Baron was already in the match, I don't really know. 
like I said last week, it seems like they're going with a Baron and AJ feud, which would be cool. You know, which which I'm I'm in for. Both guys could talk and wrestle. But um, you know, I just don't see the point of him really attacking AJ in the trainer's room. It's kind of just like a dickhead move. And, you know, he's already in the match. It's not like he had to had to knock AJ out of the match. AJ was already you know he already replaced AJ. It was already announced. But um, you know, whatever. It was a pretty good fatal four way match. Now, the thing they did here was okay. So the number one the number one contender um, or the winner of this match would be the number one contender for the Universal title against Seth Rollins at Super Showdown. Okay, great. Right before the match, they, um, you know, flashed a graphic up on the screen that Bobby Lashley and Braun Strowman are scheduled for a match at Super Showdown. So right there, those two guys are out, and Miz isn't going to win because Miz and Seth are both good guys. So right as soon as that graphic pops up, you know, I already know going into the match, Baron Corbin's going to win. I already, you know... So, right there, and then sure enough, during the match, Bobby and Braun, uh, quote-unquote, eliminate each other. They just go fighting into the crowd. You know, not, you know, of course, none of them gets pinned or submitted, you know. And Baron ends up pinning the Miz. And Baron Corbin will be the uh, challenger for the Universal Belt at Super Showdown against Seth, which... You know, I don't have no flags on it, but why even do that? Why why not just have Baron versus Miz? Like, why have this fatal four-way match, an elimination fatal four-way? You already got two guys in there that are booked for Super Showdown to, f- to fight each other, Baron, or uh, Bobby Lashley and Braun. So you already know right off the bat those two aren't going to win. So why even have them in the match? And then they don't get eliminated. They, like, eliminate themselves, you know. So they don't... Um, there's really just no point in them being in that match. They they could have just fought each other in the back and you could have just did a segment like that. You know, I don't know what the point of putting them in that match was. That's damn. But, you know, either way, Baron wins. Um, I think Baron and Seth will be a good match. I, I think Seth will win. Um, I, don't, I don't see him losing the belt to, to Baron, which I wouldn't mind Baron winning it right now. I, honestly, he's one of the top heels if you ask me. Um, ever since that uh, victory against Kurt Angle over WrestleMania. Even before that, really, when he was, like, general manager and stuff, he's really been getting a lot of heat. Probably probably been about six months now, the way Baron's been going. He's been doing really good, actually, too, with it. But, um, you know, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if Baron won, but I don't really expect him. You know, I expect Seth to retain there. Um, good little episode of Firefly Funhouse. Where Bray um, is kind of talking backwards. You're kind of starting to see the more um, serious and dark side of Bray. That, you know, the more these episodes go in, go go on. Um, he holds up like a paper plate with the drawing on it and says the fiend. That, you know, the new, his new secret or his new, uh, you know, the big secret he was holding was the fiend. And that's the fiend. Is the drawing on a paper plate. Which, of course, we all know we've seen him with the mask and all that stuff. So we know it's not true. Um, you know, and then he proceeds to do a limbo with the backward spider walk, which was awesome, I thought. Um, really cool, really weird. Um, but we'll see where they go with Bray. I think they gotta gotta keep him at least. Um, I hope he doesn't debut at, like, stomping grounds or something. I kind of want to see him come back for, like, a big SummerSlam feud. 
Um, I really don't know with who it would be. I really don't know who it would be unless... Um, it depends how they book him. I don't know if they're going to... I really don't know if they're going to book him as a good guy or a bad guy. I mean, I think he's going to get cheered when he comes back. So maybe they want to just use the crowd momentum. Um, you know, and just make him a, a good guy to start off. So... I don't know how they're really going to book him. You know, obviously in the promos, he's kind of being like this good guy, bad guy. He's kind of on the fence. And, um, you know, ultimately the crowd decides, I guess. And, you know, the crowds I think the crowd's going to cheer him when he comes back. Um, Cesaro and Ricochet was the best match of the night by far, even though there wasn't much competition. Um, I think there's only like four or five matches on this card for Raw in a three-hour show. A lot of talking, a lot of promos, a lot of video packages, all that stuff. But I do want to say Cesaro and Ricochet tore the house down. That scissor, uh, Hurricane Rana, flip, whatever the hell it's called. Whatever Ricochet did to beat Cesaro was awesome. Highly dangerous, playing Cesaro on his head. Um, but I thought it was really good, really awesome, good finish. I hope these two just wrestle forever and ever and ever. I'll watch it every time. I'm cool with it. Um, on to the main event. Now they they uh, advertise this as the electric chair, some kind of new talk segment, supposedly hosted by Corey Graves, and whoever sits in the electric chair has to um, tell the truth, like whatever questions asked questions are asked by the WWE universe. Whoever's sitting in that chair has to answer the questions asked truthfully, you know, 100% truthfully, blah, blah, blah. All right. So Seth, um, or Sammy, I should say. Sammy Zane's the first guest on this electric chair gimmick. And um, even though all the questions he asks, or he is asked by the universe, doesn't, he doesn't answer them truthfully. He doesn't even give answers to most of them. He kind of just, like, answers a question with a question or, like, dodges the answers. Which is perfect, Sami Zayn. Like it's good for Sami Zayn. Like it fits into his character. But then it has me wondering, like, what is the point of the electric chair? Like, what? Like, why not just have Sami Zayn come out and, um, you know, be Sami Zayn? What he's been doing since he's returned, you know, just pandering the crowd and, you know, being a jerk and you know all that stuff. I don't really get the point of the electric chair. I mean, it's pretty much the same Sami Zayn promo, except he was sitting sitting in an uh, electric chair. Which doesn't... It's another thing that it's just like, why? It's just not needed. Um, but this um, this turns into Sami Zayn versus Seth Rollins in the main event. Um, yeah, Seth wins. Pretty good match. I mean, Seth and Sami could work. We all know that. But it's just kind of just a weird setup to a main event. And then just like a weird uh, finish. Like nothing really happened. I don't know what... I don't know. Sami's not really booked against um, Seth you know, for, like, a title match or anything, so, I don't know, I guess it was just, like, a, a match, um, which is cool, you know, whatever, you know, anytime you want to, you want to, uh, have Sami Zayn and Seth Rollins fight, I'll watch, but, it's just, back again to the booking, I just don't, I just don't understand the booking, I don't understand the booking of, um, the Iconics losing, I don't understand the booking of Bobby Lashley and Braun being in that Fatal 4-Way match when, you know, they didn't get eliminated. They didn't eliminate anybody, and they didn't, 
um, they weren't involved in the finish. They just eliminated themselves. It's weird. Um, you know, the electric chair with Sami Zayn and Rollins was weird. Um, man. Even the thing with Brock realizing he has a year to cash in his, his money in the bank briefcase. It's like, really? So we, we've seen Brock the last two weeks, so it's like, um, you know, I, it doesn't seem like we're going to see him anytime soon after he apparently just realized he has a whole a whole year to cash in his, his briefcase on Seth or uh, Kofi. So, I, you know, I guess that's the end of Brock for now. Um, it's just really weird booking, really no no real payoffs. I mean, nothing really big happened. I mean, besides Baron winning, of course, the number one contender spot. But other than that, it was like, just like a ho-hum raw. Just like, ugh. It was rough. It was rough, guys. Um, on the SmackDown Live, which was also rough, but I don't think it was as rough because it was only two hours instead of three. Um, so that's a plus. But um, Kevin Owens, SmackDown Live, Kevin Owens kicks off the show. Um, kind of have a match here with Kofi Kingston. I, I did like the this starting off the show. I was a little surprised. I was like, okay, you know, give us a good match to start the show off. Um, the one big thing is Kevin Owens claims he didn't attack Big E, which I don't know if they're going to run this whole um, storyline of, like, who attacked Big E and who didn't. They kind of they kind of brought it up, and then they kind of downplayed it a little bit. Um, I'm wondering if Kevin Owens really did attack Big E. I still have that thing about um, Sami Zayn getting tied up at Money in the Bank um, that no one has come forward to and um, claimed. That I've heard anyway. I know Brock Lesnar like denied it. Or Paul Heyman denied it. So I don't know if people are going around attacking people. Or there's just one guy going around attacking people I should say. Um, but it's a pretty good match here. Kevin Owens beat the hell out of Kofi for about 10 to 15 minutes. And Kofi still gets the win. Um, you know good win here for Kofi going to the Super Showdown. He's facing Dolph. So um, you know. He's not. He, you know, I don't know flags here throwing throwing that, you know, he beat um, Kevin Owens. I think, you know, Kofi should have won that match. Um, tag team titles, Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan come out. SmackDown Live tag titles, and they're calling the division trash. And they're calling, you know, there's no competition here, this and that. And um, they do have a surprise... Uh, surprise challenge or surprise announcement saying that Heavy Machinery actually wants to uh challenge them which is good it's something new it's something fresh and um i think the whole steak and weights thing is going to be good against daniel um you know the the vegetarian and the the vegan or whatever he is you know he doesn't eat meat he doesn't um harm animals all that stuff save the planet and you have heavy machinery he's always preaching like steaks and weights and weights and steaks and grilling and doing this and that so I think they could do some cool stuff with it. Um, I think the matches would be pretty good. Um, you know, I think, you know, Daniel and Rowan could obviously work. And I think Heavy Machinery's, you know, they're decent. I mean, they're not terrible. They could, I think they could hang. I think it'll be some good tag matches, you know, depending on how long they, they carry this out for. But, you know, I think it's um something fresh, something new. You know, it's no more, you don't have to watch the Usos anymore. Or, you know, the same tag teams getting the same uh, title matches. You got Daniel and Rowan, who are uh, sort of a new tag team. 
and now you got heavy machinery finally getting a uh, a big spotlight put on them. Probably the first big spotlight since coming up from NXT. So I don't mind it. Um, you know, I'm really looking forward to see what they do with that. I think that could be entertaining. Um, okay, so then we go into the Shane McMahon Appreciation Night. <sighs> Shane McMahon Appreciation Night. It's getting rough. It's getting tough. But we're sticking through it. Hopefully they're going somewhere with the Shane thing. Um, we'll see at Super Showdown. He's supposed to fight Roman. I don't know if Roman's just going to beat him or if like he's going to have more people help him again. And Shane's just going to keep going on with this forever. But um, Well, it turns into R-Truth, 24-7 champion, running through the appreciation night. People chasing him, this and that. He gets away. He pins. I forget. I think he pinned Drake Maverick. Yeah, I think it was him and Drake Maverick. He pinned our truth pins him, so he defends his belt, which is kind of weird to see. You don't see that a lot. Um, you know, hardcore titles or twenty four seven titles. You know, it's kind of weird to see someone defend it, which is good for truth. And they go, um, you know, they go into the uh, what do you call it? So okay, so he wins. He turns around. He sees Shane, Elias, and Drew standing there. And so they just, you know, they kind of jump him, beat the shit out of him. Um, Elias actually gets the win, so Elias becomes a new 24-7 champ. And then it is later announced in the night um, that, well, Shane announces that it'll be Elias and Drew versus R-Truth and Roman in the main event tag team match. But there will be no 24-7 rules, so nobody could um, challenge Elias or... You know, try to try to beat Elias for that 24/7 title until the match is over. And I'm just sitting there thinking, what the hell's the point? So you got this new title. You're like two weeks in or three weeks in, whatever it is, and you're already like suspending rules and like making exceptions. Like, dude, if you're gonna do it, go full throttle with it. Now what they now what they've been doing with Truth is great. I'm not gonna sit here and hate on that. They actually have been doing a pretty good job with it. Um, they've been making it entertaining as hell between R-Truth and Carmella. And uh, Drake Maverick's been a big guy in it. You know, they've had um, some good stuff going on with it. But now if you're going to start, like, suspending rules and, like, making exceptions to a certain guy, it gets kind of stupid. Like, it kind of kills the vibe of the whole belt. It kind of kills the urgency of the belt. So now people got to worry about, oh, well, the rule's not in effect. When's, is the rule in effect? I don't know. Is the rule in effect? Well, when's it, can he defend it now? Can I pin him? Huh? No, 24-7. Keep it 24-7. You know, it shouldn't be like a repeat thing. Hopefully this is just a one-time thing they did um, with Shane and Elias and them. But, um, so, yeah, no 24-7 rules for the tag match. Um, You had a... I don't know if it was a heel turn or a babyface turn, but um, Lacey ends it up. Lacey Evans ends up fight, trying to fight Charlotte. Uh, Charlotte turns on Lacey and then you know beats the hell out of her. So um, I would like to see those two go at it, even though it would be kind of weird because Lacey Evans is on Raw. So I don't know. I mean, she's been on SmackDown almost every week anyway. So I'm sure they could do a wild card where Charlotte shows up on Raw. Lacey shows up on SmackDown, you know, that stuff they could do, but, um, we'll see, I wouldn't mind a Charlotte-Lacey, uh, feud, 
think the promos would be good. I think the matches would be good. Um, if that's where they want to go. Um, and then on to the main event. Tag match. Um, not, I mean, nothing really there. I mean, R-Truth gets shit beat out of him. R-Truth gets the hot tag to Roman. And Roman pins Elias. I mean, it's really getting to be the same thing every week with this whole storyline. Um... The biggest thing after that is, um, like I said, the 24-7 rules were not in effect until after the match. So, of course, you know, Roman pinning Elias. So then Roman spears Elias another two or three times after the match. R-Truth pins him. R-Truth is the new two-time 24-7 champ. Um, so there you go. Elias had a good hour, hour title run with the 24-7 belt, which, um, yeah. What do you gonna do? That was the main event. That was Raw. That was SmackDown. It's terrible. It's just it's just terrible. I have to watch an AEW on Saturday. It's just terrible. And I don't mind. Um, you know, I'm not I'm not one of these guys that's saying WWE is, um, you know, gonna go out of business because it's not. And it probably never will. But when you got when you got a show like AEW on Saturday, and then you gotta go and sit through. That three-hour Raw and that two-hour SmackDown, I mean, guys, it's tough. I mean, for five hours of content, I got to say, um, Cesaro and Ricochet was probably the best match. Um, you know, everything else was kind of just like, yeah, that, I mean, that Raw was really bad. That, that Raw was really bad. Um, you know, SmackDown was a little better. But like I said, it's, it was probably only a little better because it's two hours. Not three. So, I don't know where they go from here. Maybe this is just all, you know, just floating in the water until after Super Showdown. And then they can actually build towards a stopping ground at the end of the month, at the end of June. So maybe that's what it is. But, man, they really they really got to pick it up because it's, it's just getting worse and worse. I don't know if they're doing it on purpose or if they're, they're really just... I don't know what they're thinking. I don't know what they're building towards or what they're trying to do, but it's not working. It's not working. All right. So with that, I'm going to close this episode out. Like I said, it's, I mean, I didn't even go 30 minutes because there's just nothing to talk about. You know, usually wrestling, I try to dive in and deep in, but there's just nothing to talk about. I mean, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. It's just so um, plain and just like, it's just nothing to talk about. Nothing happened. Nothing, uh, you know. It sucks. It really sucks that five hours of programming went down the drain. Nothing happened. I mean, man, that's that's crazy. All right, well, with that, I'm going to wrap this thing up. Please don't forget me. Please don't forget to give me a follow on Twitter at WyomanPodcast1 or on Instagram at WyomanPodcast. Um, all the questions, comments, DMs, likes, retweets, I like them, I love them, I need them. Just send me um, any questions you want answered or any opinions you have on wrestling, ML, NBA, NFL, you know, any questions you got, send them my way. And if they are relevant to the podcast, I will answer them on the podcast, give you my thoughts. Also, put you over out here. Put your Twitter handle and Instagram handle, whatever it is. I'll put it over out here, you know. Um, but with that, thank you all for the listens. Thank you all for the uh, 
you know, the publicity, the love. And I won't be back until Friday. Going to do my NFL schedule. Um, my NFL schedule breakdown, which I have no idea who I'm doing next. Uh, I don't know who I'm doing next. But I'll figure it out. I did NFC North last week. So I will move on. And um, I'll be back Friday. Until then, thank you.